You're listening to Unite and Heal America on KBC 790. This is Matt Mattern, your host. As you may know, your host, Matt Mattern of Unite and Heal America, is also the founder of Mattern Law Group. Their team of experienced employment, consumer, and environmental attorneys are dedicated to leveling the playing field by giving everyone access to the highest quality legal representation. Contact 844-MLG-FOR-YOU. That's 844-MLG-FOR-YOU or 844-654-4968. Welcome, folks. This is Corey Bennett, appearing for Matt Mattern on Heal America with Matt Mattern on KABC 790. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Kim Seal, the Executive Director of Grades of Green. Good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on this awesome show. Yeah, great. Happy to have you with us. and We appreciate the time. Um, uh, for, for those guests of ours who, who aren't familiar with your organization, why don't you give us a brief overview of Grades of Green? Yeah, um, Grades of Green, it's an environmental educational nonprofit. Um, we work with students around the world to provide them with the resources and the tools and the mentorship to find their passion and turn it into environmental action. So um, we are global, which is fantastic. And we work with these students um, who really want to build a better environment for us and also for themselves and the future generations to come. And so, so how do you find uh, these students around, around the world uh, who want to have this impact? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, It started out very organic. We started at just one school down here in Southern California um, and and four moms got together and they just, this is about 12 years ago and didn't see that their children were learning about the environment. They, They weren't getting the education. So they went to the school. They asked if they could provide these really fun projects to get the kids excited. And from there, um, they implemented these programs that were saving the school money. Um, and then the district found out. So they spread to different schools. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, 10 years later, <laughs> we were in 27 countries and nationwide. So it was mainly organic at that particular time. Um, students just got so excited about doing fun projects, they didn't even know they were learning. So they were excited to like dig in the garden or to figure out how to get their parents to stop wasting water. So because of their excitement, um, it spread throughout districts. And then of course, with social media, um, we ended up going very virtual with our programs because we had interest from, um, you know, schools and students all over the world. Um, and so then through social media, we really elevate our students' projects. So um, other students and teachers would find out about it all over the world and say, I want to do this too. So, yeah, we were very fortunate with um, how excited our students are to get their message out. And so aside from uh, supporting these programs and these projects, um, all around the world. I understand mentoring is, is a big part of what, what you do. Can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, one of the things that we do, we call it our secret sauce of our programs is not, they're not just pro, you know, project-based, which we're very proud of too, but every one of our student teams or students that work with us, we have um, a one-on-one mentorship with a grades of green advisor. So this advisor, depending on what the program is, um, if it's one of our um, year-round programs, they literally meet with them once a week, they help them develop a project, they, they um, one of the 
best things we do is we introduce them to experts in whatever, whatever field they're interested in, whether it's water or trees or animals. And we set up um, those meetings. We help them um, meet their city council, their district. Um, and so we guide them along these programs. But with that in mind, we are 100% focused on having our students lead these projects. You know, our real goal is to build the next generation of environmental leaders. So we're trying to do it by helping them learn to create their projects, implement them, and they do also have to report back on their results. So they see this whole full, full circle. They're not just, you know, hey, this is fun planting a garden. They really have to circle back to see how that garden affected, you know, the food, um, you know, animals and all of that. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's quite a fascinating thing to be able to mentor students that really do want to take the lead um, and create their own projects. And um, what, what age of, of kids uh, is Grades of Green working with? Yeah, that's the cool thing. So we work with students from kindergarten through um, high school. Um, now, we have different types of projects. So for the kindergarten through fifth grade, we call them um, our little eco toolkits. So they're really like bite-sized projects. So a teacher can actually take one of these toolkits. They can in- implement it in the classroom. It stays consistent with our our climate solutions, let's say topics. So they pick a topic, trees or water or waste, and then they they pick a project underneath it, but they're bite-sized. So they can do this project in a week maybe, or a month. <laughs> it could last a year. Um, for the older kids, they can take these projects like, oh, I want to do a beach cleanup. And it's, I call them projects in a box, but they could do that. But we also have these very, um, I don't want to say intense, but much more developed Uh, year-round projects. And the older kids really are the ones that need to do those because once again, they're student-led. So they have to have, you know, a little bit, (laughs) a little bit more um, experience behind them to do that. And then we do work with teachers too. I do want to say that because um, they really are critical to this, especially with the kindergartners through fifth grade. So we do provide teacher lesson plans and manuals and um, mentorship for them on how to present this project. You anticipated my next question. I was, <laughs> I was curious if these were independent projects or if you actually you know, have, have situations where some teachers are working with kids in the classroom on some of these. Yeah, the, the, for the, the teachers can work in the classroom. We've also had some um, students that like, I really want to do grades of green. We always have a uh, grades of green advisor, of course, or mentor, but invariably we do want them to have an adult lead. So sometimes a parent or um, a teacher will be the lead. Once they're in high school, they kind of don't use that. Um, but we've had some fourth, fifth graders take these projects on year round by themselves. And then they might have a teacher or an adult lead, you know, kind of guide them a bit. And um, are, are there any uh, particular achievements, let's say, in, in, in Southern California that you can uh, tell our listeners about? Oh, I could talk for hours. But yeah, our kids are pretty extraordinary. They they run the gamut from, which is what I think is so interesting about us, from, you know, getting their parents to stop um, eating meat on Mondays, right? So, so those types of projects. They've gotten their schools to go trash-free. They've gotten composting. But really what they've done is some extraordinary um, work in advocacy. We had one student who became very interested in um, school uh, cars idling in front of the schools. 
And so his whole project was trying to get that to stop at his school. Um, a state assemblyman, um, we introduced him to a state assemblyman, David Hadley, who was fascinated with this. He ended up um, taking this um, and, and presenting a bill um, in the state um, assembly. And Antonio, who was along the way on this, got to actually see this passed. Um, <laughs> which is fascinating. He went up to Sacramento, so he got to see this pass. So that was extraordinary. We also had um, the students in Manhattan Beach um, advocated and worked with the city. They, they badgered them, I'm going to say, to get rid of plastic bags. Um, and, and really, the city council still talks about how it was really because of them that they implemented that citywide ban. The city was sued. They had to take it all the way to the state Supreme Court. The students got to follow this and watch it. We won Manhattan Beach. I live here, but they won. And because of that, all of California quickly thereafter, the city started adopting it because, of course, they weren't afraid of being sued anymore. So we've had some pretty big successes, but and also small, because one of the things we just really are adamant about is that if you get these students when they're young to get them excited and just adopt these habits, they grow up and they just naturally incorporate them in every piece of their life. Uh, what, what is what does trash free mean? What does that uh, mean? In school? So that was one of our first programs. <laughs> we called it trash free lunch. And we set up um, basically um, there was an educational piece where there was assemblies. Every classroom learned about this. Um, their parents learned about this and were trying to get them to use, you know, obviously not trash reusable bags and things like that. But most important, we set up sort the students set up sorting stations at lunch. So after lunch, they couldn't just take their stuff and throw it in the trash. They weren't, they weren't allowed to do that. So there was a sorting station. So for their liquids, it, it went in one place. For the um, compostable items, it went in other place. They would take those and then use a composter on those. Um, and then they would try to have as little trash as possible. And we would, um, we would at the beginning of the year, we would do an audit and see how many trash bags they were using every day. And then at the end of the year, we did an audit um, and these school, it was amazing. These people would be using like 25 bags of trash a day at the end of the year, they two. I mean, it's extraordinary. And then we, we did do a little contest where we, um, we asked them um, to support a, you know, a, a sort of a, an overview of what they did, give us their statistics. And then we awarded eco grants to some winners and they took those ego grants and usually most of them <clears throat> came up and they bought com compost items to compost their items. So this is still going on in schools today that we started in five, six years ago. And every kid that goes to the school, they know nothing different than after lunch, they take their trays and they go through the sorting station. It, it's really cool. Um, and then they take that home. Um, so it's, it's a great way to um, sort of integrate all of those learnings um, and take it home and out to the community and not just keep it at school. Are we talking about uh, public schools here or, or what schools are students working on these projects in, in Southern California? We work with any student that wants to. <laughs> um, actually, that is, that is the truth. All of our, all of our programs are free to students, parents, and schools. So, and we really do that for a number of reasons, but mostly we don't wanna ever hinder someone that wants to help the environment because it costs money. So we work with private, we work with public. We also work with after-school programs if they want. Um, it's really 
it's really those students or teachers that want to learn and want to help. Now, having said that, this year we're doing something a little different that I'm super excited about. We are working with districts to try to um, work with at a district level to try to implement district-wide programs like trash-free lunch or, or organic composting, and also to work with each teacher either with the launch, which are the toolkits or the year-long campaigns. And we did that really because um, uh, we did a lot of work in environmental justice. And it came, became very, very obvious that the school districts that were most environmentally disadvantaged um, were being helped the least. They were being supported the least. These students were not getting any education. They, their communities um, were very unhealthy. Um, so <laughs> we took a look at that and we did, uh, especially in California, we did a, a project to um, try to identify the 25 most environmentally um, disadvantaged communities. And we're going to those districts um, and trying to work with them. And we just signed our first um, district, Inglewood, which is down here in Southern California, environmentally disadvantaged as well as um, socially. And so we're super excited um, to try to move the needle and help those students in the areas that most need it. Okay, well, that's a, a good place for a break. Uh, when we come back on United and Heal with Matt Matter, uh, we are going to talk more about uh, the roots of the organization. Uh, I'm Corey Bennett, uh, sitting in and talking to Kim Seal today from Great Place of Green. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back uh, to our next segment on today's episode of Unite and Heal America with Matt Matter. I'm Corey Bennett talking with Kim Seal of Grades of Green. And um, Kim, before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, some of the progress that's been made, um, especially at the district level uh, recently. Uh, I'm curious to step back for a minute and, and ask you, you know, how, how was this organization founded? Yeah, um, it's one of our my favorite stories about the organization because it really was started by four moms um, in a small community um, who who really um, who had children in uh, the school district, a public school, and um, they became quite alarmed when. Um, and I don't know if you have kids, but uh, mine are twenty five. But I, it alarmed me as well. You would get these packets sent home, and they're like stuffed with all this paper, which no one read. It got thrown away. Um, they had all these electronics. They they wasted all this food. Um, you know, every student got like a water bottle and every, even if you didn't drink it or, or milk. Um, so they, they just got together and they thought, you know what, we really want to help this school and we want to help our students. And um, the, luckily the school was just wide open. Yeah, come on in. Um, and they started w working within each classroom um, on some projects and they started just fun projects, you know, like e-waste, they would have, you know, the batteries be brought in and or, or something like that. And the students would have assemblies and, um, you know, they would they would just learn. But within that <clears throat> developed a real need um, to do something on a school wide basis, which I, I mentioned before, they developed this trash free lunch program. So the school, once again, the principal was fantastic there. She was like, yeah, let's do it. So they developed this model that was, it was really incredible because they got every student involved in every classroom. They had to take ownership. Um, so there was a big educational piece 
about why they're doing this, what we're doing, you know, what things are trash as opposed to recyclable. Um, and then they, then they, you know, got the sorting station, they got money donated um, from like waste management and those type of things. Um, and then they started having student leaders at every lunch um, basically monitor this. So <laughs> these student leaders would make sure every other student followed the rules and they went through and they, um, you know, sorted their trash. <clears throat> and then that is what quickly spread like wildfire because there was a large cost saving that was um, happening. And that wasn't why they did it, right? But there was from, from custodial to trash bags. And so the district that the school was in is like, whoa, we got to do this in every school. We're saving money, right? Um, and so it, it really did spread. Um, but after we did that, and a lot of other schools wanted us to do that, we realized it was very, very um, hands-on, very intensive. Like we only had three people working for Grades of Green or five, you know, we couldn't go to all these schools. So we developed um, a more a virtual model of this. So we didn't go do the assemblies, we trained the kids too. And through that, then we, we developed all of these other programs, bigger projects um, with the ability and the, and the real need to reach students all over the world and meet them with what they needed. They might not need trash-free lunch, they might need um, clean water, right? So we would, we would work with them and develop what they needed for their school. So um, yeah, from starting from one school, and now we've worked with um, 680,000 students <laughs> in 27 countries and <clears throat> 47 states. Um, so yeah, it was, it was quite the growth. And, and how did, how did the, the growth uh, start hopping over boundaries? How, how did, how did, uh, how did, you know, the, the folks in, uh, say Cameroon and Kenya, you know, hear about grades of green and say, Hey, we want to do this too. Yeah. I, um, several teachers and other students, um, really decided to put this out there and they started using social media and, um, really wanted to elevate what they were doing. We also had some students that had won the, um, EPA presidential award, which is extraordinary. One of them got to meet uh, President Obama. That was really exciting. Um, and then a student was asked to talk in front of the UN. So because of that, it's, it was able to transcend just a school district. So um, students in other states heard about us and other countries um, just through the visibility of these awards and our talks. And also we re a big part of our program is, is really elevating our students in either the press or in the city or their school in whatever way we can so that we get the word out about their project, what they're trying to achieve, their successes, um, because we're really trying to teach them these leadership skills and let them know that what they do, no matter what it is, can make a huge difference. It can impact hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> so we're trying to get that word out and show them how to do that. And um, I understand there was a climate solutions campaign that was started last year. Can you can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, we um, we used to do a a program on waste and then water, um, and and what came of that was the students became they loved doing those projects, but their real passion became the climate. Right, as we all should be. <laughs> Hopefully, we're all getting there. 
but they really were asking for a wider range of programs. Like, how can I help with climate change? Right. You know, they know about the climate crisis, you know, they're, they're scared, right. But they want to take action. So we decided to implement a climate solutions campaign. They, they got to explore five topics. Um, and it was energy, trees, um, waste, uh, water, and transportation. And so the, the program itself is really cool because it starts out where they're really learning about all of these things and they're understanding how environmental justice fits in. And what we're asking them to do is sort of find out what their passion is. They learn about their community and what the community needs, and then they pick an area that they want to focus on. And depending on what that is, um, we help them develop a project. So if they're really into, I want to do something with trees, then we're, you know, okay, is it community-wise? Is it global-wise? Do you want to plant trees here? And then whatever that is, we develop the project with them, um, and then they implement it. So it really is, and, and when I say this, it's, it, it's so true. We are there to inspire and empower them. We want them to whatever that passion is or whatever they want to do, we want them to take that and put it into action because it'll be so much more meaningful and more powerful, not just for themselves, but for their community um, and ongoing. So um, that was the campaign. It was really successful. <laughs> I will say we were nervous because of the pandemic. We're like, how are these kids going to do this? Right? Like they're at home. How do you implement, you know, a tree planting so early, we, we worked with them, and we obviously pivoted quite hard, and, and we, we got them to focus more on advocacy. So you, maybe you can't plant here in the United States, you can't plant trees at your school, but you can, you know, raise money to plant, get trees planted, right, in the Amazon or something like that. So we work with them on how to advocate. They still went hard after um, their cities. They still went after their districts. A lot of them wanted to get rid of plastic bottles, even though the schools weren't in session, school boards were. So they worked really hard at that. And they also learned <laughs> because they didn't have any other way to do it is how to engage the community <laughs> when you can't be in front of them. So all of our, all of our programs include um, how to use social media, how do you write a press release? I mean, really we're building this next generation of environmental leaders, even if they don't know it. <laughs> um, so we're giving them those tools in the background. And um, they reached uh, 145,000 community members they engaged um, through their projects. And um, they got 930,000 press and media exposure. So um, they did plant a lot of trees too, because we had the team, a couple teams in Africa that that's what they wanted to do. And they didn't care if it was COVID or not, they were going to be planting these trees and boy, did they ever. So yeah, it, it was really successful. I was, I was in awe of them. They're really extraordinary. Uh, I think the pandemic has helped a lot of us uh, learn that, uh, you know, how to rely on Zoom and video conferencing and other ways of, uh, you know, not just communicating with each other, but learning. I mean, without without YouTube and all these instructionals, I you know, most of my kids' toys would not be put together. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and for our listeners uh, who are interested in checking it out, um, um, check out gradesofgreen.org and you can see under the impact section, the uh, climate solutions campaign report. Um, you, you guys did a great job of uh, kind of putting together data to tell us about, you know, not just, um, you know, who is a part of Grades of Green, but also the impact and how that's measured. Um, and um, 
uh, I, I imagine all, all these uh, all these metrics uh, you know do wonders when you're when you're pitching these to new school districts or to potential donors. Um, with my little background in the nonprofit space, I, I know that people always like to know that their their money is going to be used and used well. Uh, so that's good to see. Um, we're coming up on, on the second break here. Um, and, and so I, you know, just want to transition to the, to the next uh, part of this. But um, um, what, what was, um, was there a particular challenge with the, with the pandemic and uh, your, your work that, um, that you found particularly difficult to overcome? Um, you know, I think that we were really fortunate in a lot of ways. I think obviously funding was a little different. Um, and for us, we are completely funded by outside sources because we do not charge for our programs. You know, but we as a team, I've got a small but mighty team. Everyone was just so, we're going to do this. We're going to make it through. Um, So we just found different sources for funding. Um, But again, our students did not, I mean, they, they just rose to the occasion. We were, that was just the most amazing surprise to us because, um, you know, who knew? And because that, because of that, because we're working with students, I think we were really fortunate because they just they're positive, they're energetic, and they're just excited. So, yeah, we made it through. It was, a, it was a little rough, but we did it. Knock on wood. And that brings us to our next break. Um, Corey Bennett sitting in for Matt Adder on Unite Heal America on 790K ABC. We're talking with Kim Seal of Grades of Green. We'll be right back. As you may know, your host, Matt Mattern of Unite and Heal America, is also the founder of Mattern Law Group. Their team of experienced employment, consumer, and environmental attorneys are dedicated to leveling the playing field by giving everyone access to the highest quality legal representation. Contact 844-MLG-FOR-YOU. That's 844-MLG-FOR-YOU or 844-654-4968. All right, welcome back to Unite and Heal America. I'm Matt Mattern, except I'm Corey Bennett today. <laughs> talking with Kim Seal from Grades of Green, a magnificent nonprofit organization working with students to create the next generation of environmental leaders around the world. Uh, before the break, we were um, chatting about some of the challenges during the pandemic, about the uh, resiliency of youth. Um, I understand that uh, in the wake of the pandemic here, that uh, a new, a new program has been created this year. Yeah, um, you know, when when the pandemic happened, um, it it really did dramatically affect a lot of nonprofits. And and we really dug in and we decided, you know, let's take this time, let's double down and let's create this new program. Um, We wanted to, you know, when we got out of this, be able to offer um, this new program we call Launch. Um, And it's, it's the project's it's basically projects in a uh, in a box. So they're eco toolkits, and they're in one of our topics, which you know the trees. We added animals because kids love animals, plants, um, energy, waste, or water. And each one of these um, categories uh, or topics underneath it has multiple toolkits. So if you really want to learn, uh, you know, look at animals, you can you know, do something on, um, you know, ladybugs or, you know, uh, basically cows, how they affect the environment. So within those um, topics, there's all different types of toolkits. Each toolkit 
Um, kindergarten and fifth grade um, also has a teacher lesson plan so they can implement this in the classroom. All of them contain, um, we worked with a professor up in Davis, um, they contain um, an educational piece, they contain a project piece, a reflection piece, which is really to, to have the students think about not just um, oh yeah, we planted a garden, but what does that mean? How does that affect your life? How does that affect the environment and people around you? And then as always with our programs, so important to us is an impact piece. What was measurable? How did, how did what you do make a change <laughs> in real numbers? Um, and so they're real bite-sized and they're really fun and the kids like them. There's videos that are fun. There's always a piece on environmental justice in every one of our toolkits. So every student understands everyone's different and not all communities are the same. Not only are some communities, um, you know, less environmentally friendly, um, but some of all of them have different needs. So we try to tie that back into these toolkits. If for the older students who um, the teacher isn't implementing. <laughs> They're also a whole segment that are student-led. So a high schooler who doesn't want to do our whole year-long program, even though we want everyone to do that, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, they can hop on and say, oh, I really want to do a beach cleanup or, you know, I want to do meatless Mondays. <laughs> so how do I implement this in my school? Um, or, you know, how can I get the city council to um, adopt no straws, something like that. So we do have those available that can be student-led as well. So we're really excited about them. The teachers are excited. We have stipends for teachers if they actually, you know, complete the toolkits in the classroom. Um, and we hope that they, they continue to teach those because, um, you know, throughout the year, they can do one toolkit, two, three, five. Um, it's really, you know, what they want to do with their classroom. And, um, and and how do you how do you kind of monitor uh, progress on, the, on all these projects? Um, so with all of our programs, although they are online because we're virtual, we do speak with them. Um, there are forms to fill out. Um, for example, like if we ask them to do a press release, we give them a format. They have to do it, and they have to you know click the button to put it online for us. So we collect all of this information. The students in the, the Climate Solutions Campaign, the older students, they are super motivated, not just because they want to learn, right? Not just because it's great on their high school resumes, but at the end of that program, if they've gone through the program, they filled out everything, they've given us their impacts. Um, we have a, a, a group of environmental um, experts. They judge those. Um, so they look at every project, they see what the students did, they've seen the impacts, the work they've done, and then we award eco grants. So between $250 and $1,000, um, depending on the project. So they're motivated for that as well. I mean, the, these eco grants are so that they can further their project or do another project, but they're really excited about that. Um, and it does motivate them as well. For launch, <clears throat> it is also these toolkits are online. The teachers can earn stipends. The only way they earn those is, of course, they complete the projects and they complete the, the final wrap up, which includes the measurable results and also their input. You know, how do the students feel? What was the reflection? You know, what could we do better? Right. So we have that as well. So we, we have a little bit of motivation on the back end um, with some grants, um, but we think it's worth it because once they do our programs, they keep coming back. These students do this year after year. 
And I'm curious, what kind of environmental experts do you uh, have access to that the Grades of Green you know, provides to the students? Well, we get funding and we work closely with um, a lot of city and government. So the water districts, uh, waste management, electricity, those kind of experts. Um, so we have that core group. We work, um, and if we don't have them, we find them um, city government experts. So if it's, um, they really want to advocate to the city, we find those, you know, city council members. So we engage those, some of which um, are on our advisory board now because they want to be a part of it. If it is a project that's about um, gardening, let's say, and um, they want to do composting. You know, we have all kinds of experts in that arena, especially in gardening right now. It's it's very big in schools. Um, that that's what they do. They're composting companies or they're organic soil. Um, you know, and then we have just um, incredibly passionate. Um, supporters who are in film or in fashion, who um, they lead with the environment in mind. Um, So we draw on those. um, So students can really learn that, you know, you don't have to be an engineer, you don't have to be a gardener or a scientist, you could be a filmmaker, and you can still lead with the environment in mind and make a difference. And so because we have those experts to draw on, I think we have a really wide range um, of people who not only help the students, um, but also when they look at these projects, it always amazes us, like, who's, who are they going to pick? Who are they going to pick? And um, they see them from such a different angle. It's really fun. I think that's great. I, you know, as growing up, I think it's important to, to show kids, you know, not just you know, the possible the possibilities that are out there for their own work, but also to teach them that it's okay to rely on others for help. You don't have to be an expert in something to be able to do it. Uh, um, certainly in my profession, I have to rely on people who are a lot smarter than me in a thousand different ways. Um, and that's just the way it works. So I think that's, it's fantastic. Um, uh, if any of our listeners are, uh, are, are skilled, if they're, in, if they're experts in something, is there a way that they can you know, get involved or contribute? Yeah, we would absolutely love that. We are always reaching out to partners. It's one of our favorite things, especially with these toolkits. We're trying to get a kind of a partner for a toolkit. Um, so yeah, our, our on our website, um, it's really easy to navigate. You can contact us through that. You can also look at the toolkits. We have our programs right there. Like I said, we're wide open. Um, we're free. Um, so you can take a look at those. Um, and you, know, you can get involved being an expert to talk to students, you can get an, uh, being an expert to talk to us. Like we are not the expert in everything. So we work with teachers. Like, well, how do we build the best curriculum? That's most exciting. Like if you're a teacher and you want to get involved, Oh man, we are thrilled. Like that's so helpful. Um, you know, and obviously if you are um, in the position to, to donate or to be a funder, that's fantastic too. So we have many ways for you to, to get involved and work with either the organization or even our students, which I know some people love to do. So it's, it's, that, that's a really fun part. Well, that's great. And it's a great way to, to send us into our, our final segment here when we come back from the break. Um, we'll, we'll chat about all these ways that we can support Grades of Green, um, including an upcoming fundraising event, and, uh, and, and then we'll wrap up our conversation. I'm Corey Bennett here, sitting in for Matt Mattern on United America, 790K ABC.
As you may know, your host, Matt Mattern of Unite and Heal America, is also the founder of Mattern Law Group. Their team of experienced employment, consumer, and environmental attorneys are dedicated to leveling the playing field by giving everyone access to the highest quality legal representation. Contact 844-MLG-FOR-YOU. That's 844-MLG-FOR-YOU or 844-654-4968. All right. It's the final stretch here on this week's episode of Unite in Heal America with Matt Matter, and I'm Corey Bennett, having a fantastic conversation with Kim Seal of Grades of Green. Uh, before the break, we were chatting about uh, some of the recent things Grades of Green has been doing, including uh, the launch program kits uh, that you guys started uh, during the pandemic. And um, in the break, you mentioned that uh, you're also working on, on a leadership academy. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, we, um, we, a few years back, actually, before I was here, they had a youth core, which was a, a select group of students, and they all worked on a project together, which was really fun. It was very hyper-local, small group. Um, and we rolled a lot of that leadership training into our, our climate solutions campaign. But really what it came back to is our students who go through our programs, usually they start out in, in elementary school and they kind of rise up. They learn habit change, then advocacy. And then there's this group of students that really want to dive deep into leadership. Um, so we're developing a leadership program in which we partner with um, corporations in all different industries. So the students will um, work with us. They will do a project together, but they will, um, you know, really work and mentor with each of these different organizations that we're working with to learn how they can lead with the environment in mind, no matter what they're doing, whatever the field is. Um, we're hoping to, you know, that some of these students will get internships, potentially scholarships. Um, but but our but our goal on this leadership is. Um, that by the time they become the next president of the United States or state senator or running, um, you know, CBS, all of the decisions that they make, they will keep the environment in mind when they're making that. If we all did that, we would probably not be having this conversation, right? Because we won't be learning that. But if you just think about that, if you just think that if all of our decisions we make, we just take the environment and Mother Earth into that in our thought process, the world would be a very different place. So by the time they lead, that's where we're going to be. I'd argue that if we had done that, we'd still be having this conversation <laughs> because it would be built into our routine. <laughs> that's it true. Would of, it would be part of our process. Just Excellent. I love that. Okay. Well, so how, uh, how can folks support this? Uh, we, we know that nonprofits, uh, shot, Spoiler alert, nonprofits need money. Um, I understand there's a fundraiser coming up. Yes. So well, yeah, and this was funny because you said what was what what was a problem during the pandemic for us? I should have I should have uh, I kind of buried the lead on this, but every year we've had a really fun, you know, get together gala. It's called Vert. Um it's um, we showcase our students, which is fun. They're there. They talk to the guests. And then, of course, we have dinner and dancing and a live auction. Well, it brings about a third of our revenue in. So during the pandemic, we could not have that. So it used to be in April. So we couldn't have it for the last two Aprils. But once again, we're scrappy. We made it through. <laughs> but we we are definitely having it October 9th. And everyone is so excited. Um, and we decided to, to focus on 
this gala on celebrating Mother Earth and really the mothers that inspire their children to care for the earth. Um, And the reason that, other than the fact that our founders were moms, which is so cool, um, the reason why is when we talk to our students, we're always asking them, like, why why are you doing this? Or how'd you get into it? Or what inspired you? And invariably, it comes around to their mother or their parent or um, a teacher, but a lot of times their mother. So we wanted to really elevate um, not only celebrating Mother Earth because she is so special, but also the mothers that have inspired children and also the founders who um, founded our organization. So it's October 9th. Um, tickets are available. You can go to our website. Um, there's a fantastic um, uh, cocktail hour. You get to meet the student leaders. We have dinner, uh, sit-down dinner awards. We celebrate um, both students and um, some of our teachers, fun after party. I will say we have a fantastic band this year and we're honoring, which I'm so, just so excited for two wonderful people, which is Kathy Kellogg Johnson. She is the chair of the board of Kellogg Garden Products. Her grandfather started this company. It was really one of the first soil um, companies that focused on organics. She is now running it, which we think is so awesome her um we have her kids speaking and um she actually donated a bunch of soil to our school in inglewood we were just there partnering with her her organization and the school she's just she's extraordinary she does a lot of global work so we're super excited about her and james hartsburg who is he's now the coo of la car guy which has been one of our longest and most giving supporters um he is, he's an environmentalist at heart. He is, uh, he used to run Subaru Pacific. He chose us, Grades of Green is the Subaru Share the Love, hometown, hometown. And each time someone buys a car in November, December, they can choose us and, and they double the amount that they donate. Um, so we've been that. He's just a great guy. And LA Car Guy itself with their dealerships um, have been big supporters. And um, they have a real environmental bent to them because their founder and owner, um, he's a total beach guy, total surfer. So we're proud to honor um, James Hartsburg as well. Um, yeah. And we have a little surprise video from Senator Ben Allen. He, w- he was supposed to come and he couldn't at the last minute. And he was going to come next year, he promises. So he'll, he has some really cool words for our students. Come on, Senator. Get over there. You've, you've, oh, we've had no galas for two years. Come on. Oh. I know. We love him so much. And he's just so great. So we'll get him. We'll get him next year. Fantastic. Well, that sounds like a great evening uh, for those uh, wondering that it's spelled V-E-R-T-E. If you want tickets to, to this, it's uh, October 9th uh, at 5.30 p.m. at Audi Pacific uh, in Torrance. Uh, you can go to gradesofgreen.org slash V-E-R-T-E 2021 for tickets. You can also call 310-619-6206 if you're interested in sponsoring. And uh, yeah, for, for those of us with the uh, the interest and the means to support uh, great nonprofits that are making our communities and the world a better place, it's a, it's a great opportunity to get out, meet other like-minded people and, and, and really support the organizations that helped us get through this pandemic. That's so great. Thanks. And just one more thing for um, if you're not able to come, um, I will say that we have about 303 to 350 um, people. The, the, 
the group of people that attend this um, are from Southern California. So, um, and they're, they're wonderful people. Of course, they have a very environmental stance. Um, you know, they, they are of, of the stature that are able to support us and to attend this. So we do have opportunities for businesses to be a business leader. Um, there are tickets available, or you can donate your tickets to um, educators, which is kind of a, you, makes you feel good. Um, but, but we will highlight your business um, or, or individual um, if you choose to do this. But, you know, it's a great group of people that you, depending on your business, you probably want to get your name in front of. So that we have those opportunities as well. And if your company has a matching donation policy, oh yes, take advantage of that. Excellent. Right? Yes. I need to put you on our board. <laughs> well, let's take it slow. Let's take it slow. Um, last question. Uh, are the, are the four moms still involved? The original four? Yes, actually they are. They come to every vert. Um, two of them still sit on the board. They take turns going on and off because there's some limitations. Um, they're both very, very active and um, we love them to death. Um, we have a little surprise for them at this fair. I can't really tell you because they might be listening to this, but yeah, we, um, I, I lean on them daily. Um, so yeah. Sounds great. Still here. And all of their kids are now, let's think. Uh, I think they're almost all in college now. Yeah. But uh, they all grew up with pretty amazing moms. So. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it was a really interesting conversation. Uh, I, for one, uh, was not terribly familiar with your organization uh, before today, actually before last week. And, and now I am. Uh, and I think I want to be more involved. Hopefully you've inspired some of our listeners to do the same. Um, like I said, you can uh, learn more about Grades of Green by going to gradesofgreen.org. Uh, you can find ways to impact your community. Uh, you can sign up for the launch project kits. Uh, you could donate your time or money there. Or you could buy a ticket to VERT uh, 2021 on, on October 9th. Um, Kim Seal, uh, wh where else should folks find you? Um, well, you can call me. That's my actual cell number, by the way. And I'm happy to have people call. I love, love talking about my students and um, the organization. Um, definitely go online. Um, you know, if you, if you want to, I think we can maybe say this meet and for coffee and learn more about um, us. We would love to do that. We have a small office in El Segundo, um, but, you know, we would love to get out and, and meet you and, and even our students, I, you know, just, we always say when students talk, adults listen. And I got to tell you, it's so true. So anyone that's interested in, in even talking to our students, we'd love to uh, have you meet them as well. Well, fantastic. And uh, you can get in touch with us here at Unite and Heal on tw Twitter or visit our website, uh, Unite and Heal America with MattMattern.com. I'm, I'm Corey Bennett, sitting in for Matt today on Unite and Heal America on 790 KBC. Kim Seal, thanks so much. Have a great day, everyone. As you may know, your host, Matt Mattern of Unite and Heal America, is also the founder of Mattern Law Group. Their team of experienced employment, consumer, and environmental attorneys are dedicated to leveling the playing field by giving everyone access to the highest quality legal representation. Contact 844-MLG-FOR-YOU. That's 844-MLG-FOR-YOU or 844-654-4968. 844-654-4968.